Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to episode 166 of Courtside Indiana. Jim Reamer joined this week by Zach Tyler, Dominic Neely. Guys, how are you? Great. Hello. Great. How was your week? Great. Great. <laughs> Kyler is covering this, uh, this college basketball team, Indiana University, or whatever that is. I don't know. Kyler thinks he has another job. Kyler acts like we get like we're not getting paid to do these podcasts. Yeah, geez. <laughs> Entertainment over money, right? Or there's that. Sure, maybe. Well, you guys got snow on the ground? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was surprised by that. It was Too. nasty. It's nasty this morning. How much you got, Zach, you think? Oh uh, probably it's less than a than a half inch, but it was just packed down and slippery. <laughs> gotcha. Less than a half inch. Jesus. <laughs> That's nothing for us. I was going to say, if Zach would move five miles to the east, he would probably be out of the uh, lake yep. effect snow area. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just right there in that window where oh, yeah. we get like an inch, he gets like 17. That's right. <laughs> so it was nasty. It's a whole half inch, huh? Yeah. Well, it, just because it was a slipper, it was icy. And again, I'm a half a block away from the, the government buildings in Carmel, the, the, the main fire station, the main police station, the, the road outside my house here is plowed before it even hits the ground. <laughs> they got to keep the city services. I mean, it's a nice thing. It's 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 very nice. All I got to do is get out of my neighborhood. I'm good to go. Um, of course, it gets noisy, you know, when there's bad things that happen, but because it's a <laughs> bunch of sirens that sound like I'm being invaded um but yeah for when it comes to snowing or when it comes to plows and keeping the street clear i'm as good it's as good as it gets right here outside my window so all right we are going to break down the all-star team or what we think the all-star team is going to look like we're all going to give our locks then we're going to talk through some of the others um i'm sure we all have our own version of that um, Kyler did leave his list. He did not break it down into locks and, and others. Um, but that's fine. Uh, that's, that's not immaterial. It's, it's better to talk it through than just put it on a list, I guess. But, <clears throat> but first we're going to get a recruiting update and, and then we'll go through the all-star stuff and get to our weekly, our weekly features. Take it away, Zach. Yeah. All 2023 is this week. Uh, Josh Williams from Connorsville picked up an IU East offer. DJ Moss from Gary 21st, IU Northwest offer. Keon Miller from Southport, IU Kokomo offer. IU Satellite Campus is getting busy this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard, is it Dubay? How do we say the Perry Meridian? Probably depth? just Dube. Dube? Maybe. Sorry, Richard. Know. Richard Sorry, Dube, Richard. Uh, Franklin offer. And then a couple commitments. We had Sheridan Sharp from Ben Davis commit to Nichols State, and then Luke Almodorver committed to St. Francis in Fort Wayne. The uh, the sharp commitment, I got to go back and review 
real quick, what what were his offhand? Do we know all of his other offers? You know, Incarnate Word was one of them. That IUPY was on there somewhere too. There we go. Yeah. yeah, Incarnate Word, Kent State, IUPY. I mean, the IUPY situation is just is rough right now. What are they three and eighteen this year? I hope I'm right on that. I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to be wrong on that. Heavy downer. They are three and eighteen. Oof. Lost to a bad Detroit Titans team. Measy Anderson. The Measy, yeah. Well, my, and Mike <laughs> Davis's son, who is now what the all-time leading three-point shot maker in the history of the NCAA. <laughs> but that's impressive enough. I mean, I, granted, he's going to be he's, – he's got a fifth year there that people before him didn't get, at least to, to a certain extent. I mean, there's going to be, what, four classes that have the opportunity to have five years of production. But but that's still a good record. I mean, it's still an accomplishment. It's a lot of makes. Kid probably should have gone to a high major school, but you know, I guess you could play for dad. Uh, yeah, I mean, incarnate word again isn't aren't they struggling too? Oh yeah, yeah, always. <clears throat> and then Kent State, I don't know what they're doing this year. I mean, all you know, Kent State, incarnate word both have strong Indiana connections. Um, Kent State sixteen and three. You know, nice I, I guess I guess we don't always know. I mean, Cinder, Rob Cinderoff is a, is a good basketball coach. He is a, a great basketball mind. Uh, he used to be an assistant at, at Indiana, but he was with Samson and that crew. So there's a little bit of, uh, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, I don't know, a black mark on his record. And I don't I don't hold it against him. Um, I, I know Dan Dockich on his radio show does not like him at all so when he was still doing radio here in indianapolis he would any chance he got to pound on him he would um and i get it because dan was part of that you know he was he was basically their administrative assistant or however you want to i don't think he was the dobo i can't remember what his role there was he was like an assistant to the head coach he was he wasn't the one out you know he wasn't the one out there uh he wasn't doing any of the recruiting like Rob was, but you know, that's a Samson thing. That's not a Rob Senderoff thing, but you know, he doesn't have any love lost for, for Senderoff. So, but um, I've never had any problems with Rob. He's, he's always recruited well when he was in, he recruited Indiana when he was an assistant at Kent state and he recruited Indiana hard when he was at Indiana. So, um, so Sher- Sheridan, a good fit. Is that is Nichols State a good fit for him? You think? Well, or? without yeah, without knowing much about the team, without knowing exactly, um, I mean, what what conference is that? That's not the what Sheridan. Southland. It's the Southland. What's Sheridan's game like? Uh, he's a point guard. He is uh, unselfish. He has good vision. Um, he is a an improving outside shooter. He definitely can hit. Off the catch, open shots. He's right now. He's better shooting the ball when he's stationary, from range. Once he gets in the paint, he's he's got a lot of ways he can finish, and he doesn't take bad shots. He the ball doesn't stick with him. Once the ball's into the possession, it doesn't stick with him unless it comes back his way. 
unless the ball comes back his way and and they you know they try to run something secondary you know sure um i mean he's the kind of point guard you want to play with he and you know he looks looks good playing with with dowdy i mean he looks good he's he he's one of those guys I, I think point guards are a lot better when they have a good big man with them and he's the kind of kid that that's definitely I don't want to act like he's not good without a big man, but he definitely figures out a way to make it like he makes the big man better and the big man makes him better because um, yeah. he's, he's got all the reads as his shot improves. And he has the ability to really shoot over ball screens and you, you just can't go underneath him underneath on it. Uh, he'll, he'll be, you know, he'll be a, um, you know, he'll be a definite, you know, definite threat at all levels. But if he's open on the catch, he can definitely hit it. I mean, definitely hit it enough to the point where you're going to, you know, where you're going to have to honor it. You can't just not guard him. Sure. He's a he's a menace defensively. Yeah, he's, he's an outstanding defender. Yeah, he's awesome defensively. Um, Any eyes busy then over the week too? Keon Miller is that about a good level for him, Southport, or is he a little better? I, I just I think he's a little better. I mean, I, I talked with Coach Eckelbarger about it before they offered him, and he was at Southport County, you know, the semifinals. Um, I think there's a lot of kids in, in Indiana that are in this class, 2023 class, that are being under recruited, uh, and I, I think that's um, is that a, is that a kid you Indy should be all over probably. Oh, I guess that's the that's the dividing line, isn't it? Um, yeah, like. You're looking D two then, or well, again, eventually... Keon, one of those guys that probably is a better shooter off the catch, stationary than he is off the move. Um, offensively, he's very similar to Sharp. Defensively, he is as capable as Sharp. I think Sharp has a little bit more tenacity on defense. I think Miller gets there in college. I think Miller gets there in the moment. I think Sharp's just a little more engaged, and that's not that's not a knock on Miller at all. That's just the way Sharp is wired. I think that right, right. Miller has that has that ability. Um, I think that Sharp is a has better vision, um, especially in the half court. Really, more so in the half court. And I think they're both really good, and and, and certainly unselfish in the um, in the in the front court. I mean, in space, like in transition. Sorry. Um, but again, you know, Sharp's, you know, he's, I mean, now Miller's got a good big man. I mean, Limba can do things. He's a vertical threat, especially at this level. You know, you can, you can throw a lot of passes to him that he can go get and make plays, same as Dowdy. Um, and Miller, yeah, I just think Sharp's a little bit, a little bit better. Sure. You know, and then you look at AJ Dantzler, who we're not really sure where his recruiting is right now because, you know, injuries and, you know, things that, you know, he's had some, he's had higher, he's had bigger offers than what these guys have had. Um, at least more of them. The, the difference with him is he, he shoots the ball. He can shoot the ball from anywhere off the move, off the catch, he can shoot over ball screens. He can catch off 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 ball screens and, and hit shots. He's got, from a scoring perspective, he's got the whole bag. 
um, other than obviously post, you know, doing things necessarily directly in the paint. Sure. Um, I'm looking up conference RPI. What conferences? <laughs> well, Nichols is in the Southland. That's for sure. There they are. They're the team listed. <laughs> they're they're the highest RPI team in the Southland at ten and nine. I mean, the Mid American is typically a solid mid major program, mid major conference. I think Southland is more of a of a low major conference. But the Mid American Conference of late has been a one bid league, a one bid league. So I don't know how much difference it makes um, when it comes to NCAA tournament time. I, I guess I would consider Kent State the best offer he had, but that doesn't mean it's the best fit for him. Right. Yeah, we talk about that quite a bit with kids fit wise. Yeah, and I think it's important for them. To explore that and to oh, make sure, sure that's a that's a part of their decision. I don't think any of these guys should just jump at the biggest. It's good um, for them to know the, know the difference between those two, too. Yeah, I mean, there was some questions this week on Joey Hart if why Indiana didn't recruit him and was he at you know somebody posted well he's and it's somebody from his part of the state said well maybe he hadn't seen him play yet but he probably figures he's not athletic enough and then he had a a five dunk explosion against Owen Valley. Where it seemed like each one was more athletic and spectacular than the one before, and I clipped a bunch of link, clipped a bunch of Twitter links, and and replied to the guy, and the guy didn't mean anything by it. He just he literally was asking the question, and I said, "Well, here's asked and answered right here for you." And <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> but Central Florida is going to the Big Twelve, right? Yeah. So that's a yeah, high major. That's a high major league, and they were in a multi bid league before that. So when he committed to Central Florida, he knew two things. He knew that they had, they were in a multi bid league, which is as good as a high major you can get from a from a basketball perspective, and they are moving to a Big Twelve, which is you know traditional Power Five conference, Power Six if you you know with the Big East being in that mix too for basketball. But I mean, right now, Big Twelve is the highest rated RPI conference in the country. So they're looking tough. How so. much I don't know how much weight Kansas carries in that equation. Um because the next Texas Big Tech, East oof. Big East SEC, Big Ten, Mountain West, their their top RPI teams aren't even in the top five. Big Ten's is Wisconsin at nineteen, Mountain West. Mountain West is ahead of the Pac twelve and the ACC in, in overall conference RPI. You know, big picture, don't know what that means come NCAA tournament time, but like, you know, who advances, who doesn't, but it's not like I would consider the Mountain West a high major league. I bet there's, I bet they're saying it though, but they're taking that out for a spin yep. while they can. DJ Moss NAI level, I think is good for him. He'd be, he'd help out some teams. Yeah. He's got the Trinity offer now and the IE Northwest. I still think there's a level there that he just hasn't gotten to, and but I, he just hasn't. Is he a two or a three? Well, I think defensively he's a three. Yeah, it's about six four, six five, probably right. 
Is he? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe six four. Yeah. Yeah, six four, athletic, strong, physical. Um. Yeah. I have seen games where he's pretty not you know disengaged, though. Yeah. Sometimes and sometimes. Yeah. I, I, think I think that's the bugaboo with Quentin Floyd too is that he kind of can take time plays off and such. Oh, Ashton Williamson carries a huge load of that team defensively. Yeah. I know verbally. Uh, verbally. Moss Moss had a uh, Moss had a good game against uh, Zionsville uh, when they kept it pretty close with Zionsville. I think that was that sneakers for Santa. Um, that was a game I watched that he he was really engaged and he was good. He had might have had close to twenty points. Yeah, Williamson. He is the the verbal. He is the leader in all regards on that team. He verbally he is constantly pulling people up to a different level. And they got they got a different team than what they thought they were going to have this year. They're they're playing some younger guys. I don't think they expected them playing. Again, that was the team where I thought they got transfers instead they lost transfers when we were yep. when we were talking at the beginning of the year. No, I, I I guess that's the thing with Miller is is he is he squarely is Indianapolis going to recruit him? I, I mean they they didn't at least to the point of offering or haven't to the point of offering. I guess it's not done yet, right? They still got a few. Um. But I liked him. He's he's a coachable kid. He's I mean I like him. He's still he's still playing. He's a coachable kid. Um, he he does he does value the defensive end of the floor, uh, and he is uh, like I said he's unselfish. They they don't have a ton of off ball movement at Southport. A lot of it is dribble drive stuff, and and there's times when it gets a little stagnant. You know, especially when they play a team like Ben Davis, who you just can't easily beat off the dribble. And and other than other than Dancer, they don't have enough shooting that you just that you really have to spread you out. They just can't do that to create the extra extra space. I mean, you can back off of Pinkston as good as Pinkston, and you can you can back off of him. Uh, Limba, of course, is patrolling the middle third of the floor with ball screens, and um, I, but I I think Miller at IU, I think Miller at that. That top level of the NAIA, I think that's it's a great level for him, and that's where IU Kokomo has been. The NAIA schools in the state have been really good. Yep, IU East is right there with it with Josh Williams. You know, a kid who can really, really shoot it. <laughs> Unlimited range. I mean, he will shoot it. <laughs> he will shoot it from the volleyball line, and I think I think. Uh, Coach Brown has just resigned himself. That's going to happen one or two times a game. And as long as Josh does other things, Josh is also a kid that has really good vision. I wouldn't call him a point guard, but he definitely is a kid that sees the floor well. And if he sees a guy with a better shot, he will he will make the pass er, damn near every time. But he'll also pull from you know twenty eight. <laughs> and I think I think the way Coach Brown is with some kids, if you defend. And you and you know if you defend you 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 can get shots and if you're a good shoot I mean if you know if you're a kid who can hit shots you'll get shots. Um, but I mean I can see him going to IU East, being a nice fit there. It's definitely close to home. He'd like that. 
It's Matt Howard's nephew. They they own the east part of the state right there. They got them all. Hagerstown. <laughs> they got them all up and down that area. Jeez. It's a big, it's extended family, man. We got Matt over here in Carmel and Fishers. So that's good. I think he's in Carmel. Can't I can't remember. I, I know he's a Fishers for a while, but I think he's in Carmel now. So we'll get his kids coming up. That'll be good. Keep him here. Anything? I think that's good. Good talk there. You like have you seen Alma Dover play, Dominique? Yeah, yeah, I like his game a lot. Uh, he's super athletic. Kyler likes him. The, I like his game, man. He's above the rim. He's quick first step, can really shoot it, left-hander. Um, I think that's a good get for St. Francis. Kyler Staley likes him some Alma Dover. <laughs> I think so. We're going to find out here in a few minutes how much Kyler likes him. <laughs> All right, let's get to this all-star stuff. Let's do it. We got locks. And then we got and then we got to fill it out the rest of the way. We're not all going to agree on that. We might agree on these locks. I don't know. Zach, who are your locks? Oh, or how gosh. many locks do you have? How many locks do you have? <laughs> I don't have a set number. Wait, well. That's that's not what a lock is, Zach. You either got locks. <sighs> All right. Or lo- All right. Who, I, I have nine locks. Dominique, how many locks do you have? I have nine. Kyler did not give us his breakdown of locks. I don't know if he listed them in order. <laughs> let's say he did just for the fun of it. No, let's don't. Okay. <laughs> I could I could say nine then too. Looks like I think. Because let's, uh, let's let's don't. Um. So we all have nine. The three of between the three of us, we each have nine locks. All right, Zach, who are your nine locks? All right, Marcus Burton. Yeah, Ashton Williamson. Okay. Uh, Joey Hart. Hold on a second, Marcus Burton. Yep. Joey Hart. Oh, oop. Oh, oop. Okay. Ashton Williamson. JQ Roberts. Yep. JQ Roberts. Okay. What's that four? Yep. Uh Jaron Tibbs. Yep. Booker. I'm marking him as we go. Who was that? Booker. Yep. Dowdy. Yep. Is that seven? Yep. One, two, three, uh, four, five, six, seven. Yep. Orm. Yep. And uh let's see, Logan Imes. Logan Imes. This is riveting. Yep, this is riveting. My <laughs> response is yep. Dominique, who are your locks? I got Marcus Burton, Zane Dowdy, Logan Hold Imes. Hold on a second. Okay. I'm, marking, I'm marking them as we go. Okay. You could just answer yes, too, by the way. Go on. Hey, Burton, Dowdy, Logan Imes, <laughs> Xavier Booker. Yep. Jerron Tibbs. Of course. Oh, yeah. Joey Hart, JQ, Roberts, Sam Orm, and Miles Coleman. Okay. I think the only difference with me and Zach was Ashton Williamson and Miles Coleman. 
So we're going to be the same. We're all going to have the same eight. So mine are JQ Roberts, Sam Orm, Tibbs, Mason Jones, Xavier Booker, Zane Dowdy, Marcus Burton, Logan Imes, and Joey Hart. Nice. So Zach, we all got eight. We all got we all have the same eight. So the so yep. so the eight the eight that we have, JQ Roberts, Sam Orm, Jerron Tibbs. Xavier Booker, Zane Dowdy, Marcus Burton, Logan Imes, Joey Hart. So let's read those again. JQ Roberts. Kyler had JQ, of course. Kyler had Orm. Kyler had Tibbs. He had Tibbs. Kyler had Booker. Yeah, he had Booker. Kyler had Dowdy. He did. Kyler had, well, Kyler had Burton. He's the first one listed. Did he have Logan Imes? He did. And did he have Joey Hart? He did. So we all have the same eight. All right, so we're locking those in. Just like we've already declared Mr. Basketball, Marcus Burton. Yep, those, are the yep. eight, those eight guys are making. You hear that, everybody? This is our power. This is not our power. Okay. <laughs> but we all have the same eight. Yep. This may not be a st- Long of a conversation as we thought. Well, we'll figure out a way to make it long. Uh, Joey Hart. I'm sorry. Uh, Zach yes. solved the Northwest Indiana problem. I say problem with Williamson. I, uh, do you want me to, I, to go further on my list or no? No, not necessarily. I'm, okay. I'm getting, I mean, yeah, eventually, but not necessarily. Okay. Your, your okay. guys' next guys are longer than my next guys. So we'll get to that. But I'm saying that, look, the all-star team – for better or for worse, will do its best to represent all areas of the state. It doesn't mean every area of the state will feel like it's not underserved. And I don't think they necessarily force feed it. Like, is there going to be, I mean, none of us have anybody from Southeast Indiana. Dominique literally does not know where Southeast Indiana is. (laughs) (laughs) Everything, everything. That was a pre-recorded, that was a pre-recording conversation where, Everything <laughs> south of Indy is considered southern Indiana, and why that's one region it to me. I think it's because he was. <laughs> How close is West Westview to Elkhart? Uh, twenty five minutes. Is it? Yeah. 20, oh, Westview. 20 minutes. Yeah, 25, 20 minutes. Was it considered an Elkhart area school? Because they mm, think that Carmel no. should go south every chance they get. Well, that's not me, but maybe I the Elkhart writers, the Elkhart Truth. <laughs> yeah, the Elkhart Truth guys. Oh, Any chance they get, regardless of sport, yeah, Carmel should go south. So, I also grew up like eleven <laughs> minutes, eleven minutes from Michigan, ten minutes from Michigan. So that's just <laughs> almost as far north as you can get. So yeah. yeah, and I realize I'm the nut that goes to high schools all over the state for sometimes no apparent reason, but <laughs> there's always a reason. Yeah, Southeast Indiana is bleak in the senior class. Um, we're talking like Jeffersonville, Silver. I mean, Jeffersonville, New Albany is usually where you start with these discussions. Uh, you know, Columbus North. Um, you know, they would have had one in, in you know in 2015. I mean, I guess officially they did. Um. You know, but Jeffersonville, New Albany, 
Floyd Central. Did everybody hear that? Or didn't did you guys not hear that? No. All right, that's good. The cats have destroyed something. So we'll go figure that out after we record. Um if I hear it again, we will have to pause, but yeah, there's there's not gonna I don't think there's gonna be anybody from Southeast Indiana. I, there wasn't anybody from Southeast Indiana on the junior all star team. I don't think, was there? Junior All-Star team last year, the top six were Burker, Burton, Colvin, Dowdy, Hart, and Imes. The North group, or the Red group, they don't do it geographically anymore. Joey Brown, Jermaine Coleman, David Merriweather, who's no longer in state, Jalen Mullen, Orm, Roberts, uh, then Brenner, Farrell. No, nobody from Southeast Indiana. Um, So you don't have anybody then on your lock, Zach or Dominique from Northwest Indiana, do you? My locks, North, no. Northeast okay. or Northwest? Northwest. Zach Northwest. does. On oh, my locks, no. Ashton yeah, Williamson. Zach's got it. Williamson. I've got Mason Jones. What's your What's your list, Dominique from the from the Northwest part of the state look like? I have one on my rest and I'm at the round out my team. The last four. Well, who's that? Mason Jones. Mason Jones. So you don't have Williamson making it. I don't have him making. I have him. He's my first name, actually, on my others list. First name on your others list. Okay. Yeah, I have Mason Jones making it. Yeah, rest of the team. So here's – and we don't have anybody on Northeast Indiana either. None of us do. For lots. So what, what, right. Okay, so what – do you have anybody, Zach, on your from Northeast Indiana on your final list? Uh, I, I have Mason Jones on my final list still from Northwest Indiana. Yeah, but Northeast Indiana. No, I have no uh, nobody on my final list, no. So you had Jones and Williamson making it? Yes. And you have nobody making it from Northeast Indiana? Right. I, I just think there will be. On my lock list. The only thing, I mean, I'm, I have the honorable mention list. Gage Sefton was the only one I had from Northeast Indiana on there. Yeah. I. But you don't Unless, have any making it from, you don't have any making the team. Right, unless you, yeah, okay, uh, and that's Boston fine. No, no, no. we're. I mean, Indiana. this is the process. This is the process. I think this is the how the process ends up going. Honestly, right. right, it's a much bigger. There's more people in the room, or there's more people in the discussion. And you know who gets a lot of the final call is the actual coaching staff. You know, we we all get we get votes. So sometime at the end of February, um, they'll they'll send ballots out to to coaches and media. And I'm I've been getting the vote for the last fifteen or so years, so that's been cool. And what you do is you nominate ten Indiana All Star. You nominate ten players for the Indiana All Star team, but your number one nomination is Mr. Basketball. That's how it's handled now, and it's handled that way online. Everything takes place online now. Um, and then I'm guessing that if there is a large if there is a group of players that have a large number of nominations, those guys just make it. And then the rest of it becomes discussion. The rest of it becomes, well, we need a guy. Do we need a guy from here? We need a guy from this part of the state. And then the discussion to round out the final spot or two ends up being, okay, here's the coaching staff. Who do they want? So you're going to, so you'll see, there'll be a couple of picks where it'll be just because the, the guy coaching the team wants to coach that kid or or thinks that kid will fit what they're going to do. It's not like they go in and try to implement their entire, their entire system. Right. But, but 
you know, if you're going to play a certain way and you know it, this kid, whomever this kid is, might fit that style a little bit better. And then that kid ends up making it over somebody who is equally, equally capable or equally deserving. That, and that's the thing. There's going to be more guys deserving who don't make the list. But then the, then the discussion comes, who do you take off the list to make them fit? And nobody ever answers me when I challenge them on Twitter. <laughs> My guy got screwed. Okay, well, who are you taking off? Name names. Let's go. <laughs> so, um, Crickets. Yeah, back that up. I'm probably going to ask you guys to do the same thing. No. So, Zach didn't have anybody from Northeast Indiana on the list. I didn't pick one, but I'm going to – there's going to – I think there's going to be one. Dominique, who's it going to be? I have on my list, I'm uh, to round out the last four of my team, I got Gage Sefton. You got Gage Sefton. And that strictly because of that, what we're talking about, I'm thinking they're going to have someone right. from the northeast side. So, I agree, and I think it's either him or first. I think it's I think it's Sefton. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, they're going to have – well – on my list, they're going to have enough bigs. Yeah, and I don't, you know, and and uh, first is they have him at six six. I, I think he might be closer to six five, but yeah, I think they're going to have enough bigs that I think Sefton's going to be the one that they pick. Um, I think Williamson makes it as well. So that gets me to eleven. So I, I have another for, guard. I got there. room for two more. I have room for two more. I think Williamson makes it. I think Sefton makes it, and that leaves me room for two more. You have another guard. I have a guard over Williamson. Yeah. Okay. Who's that? I went with the like Jackson Edwards last year. Cathedral One State. He averaged ten a game and made the All Star team. I got Sheridan Sharp. Yeah, Sharon Sharp over making him. it because I think they're winning state and I think they'll get two Indiana All Stars on there. And I think he's that guy that will make it. Okay. I have him listed as a state champ pick as well. Me too. Okay. So you got and Sheridan. What? You got Zach. Do you have him definite on your list or you just have him? He's on my 13. Yeah. He's on your 13 no matter what. Yep. yep. I mean, I know that's not, doesn't make him a lock, but. But if you had to name a thirteen, if you had to name thirteen guys, he's on that list. Yep. Yep. Same. Same with you, Dominique. Yeah, he's on my list of thirteen, and I went with uh, him. I, I think the region or the northwest side's only getting one, and so that's why I went with Mason Jones. Okay. Yeah, I've got oh, Mason Jones ahead of Williamson in terms of pecking order on who makes the team. Or I mean, I think Mason Jones. I mean, obviously, both of them I think are right there to deserve it, but. I think that um, I've got Sharp as as a, a wait and see, and I think it's either going to be. And of course, you know, we're relying on one of these two teams either getting to the final. I'm relying on one of these two teams to get it in the finals for this spot. Ben Davis or Cathedral. Ben Davis gets the finals. Sheridan Sharp makes the team. Cathedral gets the finals. Jake Davis makes the team. That would give them three picks. Hey, by the way. Is he hurt right now? That's what I heard. Uh, Jake Davis, he didn't play. Yeah, I think he went out last the other night. Yeah, like a, he's just his thighs is, is really? swollen or something, and he's out. I didn't hadn't but, seen that he. 
I just saw that. I just got a message about that this morning. So I don't know how serious that is. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tibbs has been Cathedral's best player consistently all year. And I can, you can easily make the argument that Jake Davis has been their second best player. And I think there, it goes beyond box score stats. Uh, I think we we talk a lot about you know plus minuses things like that when you look at how teams are doing when you know there's times where when book Booker's on the floor man Ben Davis or Cathedral struggles defensively because he is he is um, he he is such a ball hawkish kid and it's you know it's normal there are NBA guys who do this that. Other parts of the defense break down because he's out there hunting blocks. Um, there's other ways to protect the basket. I think Jake Davis is really good at it. And and Cathedral has made some big runs with Booker on the bench. And Jake has shown a, an all-around game. He's their um, – hold on a second. Yeah, dang it. I should have left this up. Should have left this up. Stats, player stats. He's their second leading rebounder behind Booker. He's their leading, second leading assist guy behind Tibbs. I mean, he and Tibbs are both at five and a half rebounds and, and basically three and a half assists. Tibbs is getting closer to four assists per game. Uh, Tibbs is averaging 19 and a half points. I mean, again, I'm I'm talking about stats and saying stats aren't always the telling feature. When you look at overall, who Jake can guard, how Jake can guard, the, the way he protects the basket, not just with his <laughs> charge-taking ability, although it is superior, but his, his ability to guard multiple positions, um, his ability to be a vertical, you know, protect the basket vertically by just, you know, being, you know, o- occupying vertical space. He, he's just... He's as good as it gets, and I. It was a shame last year he didn't make the all the junior all star team. Um, I to me it was a no brainer that he should have made it. Uh, I could, you know, re- revisit that situation if somebody wants me to name name take kid off. I I will. Um, and but I think Jake Davis, if Cathedral gets there, I think he has to be on this team because he has been a big part of their success. The last three years, uh, he was a varsity player as a freshman. He was, a, I think, he was a starter as a freshman. And I know that isn't necessarily the criteria for making it, but but if they get to the finals again, um, then he's to me he's got to be on the team. But I and I feel the same way about Sharp and Ben Davis. But I also understand anybody that would put Sharp on. Because it's a lot easier to get two from Ben Davis on than three from Cathedral. Right. So that gets me to 12. I've What's named the... 12 as well. Who's your 13th, Dominique? I got a big on there. Nick Rehart. Okay. Hinesville. He's on my short list. Zach, who's your – or Zach, what – who was your back four? 
uh, what I say? I said Mason Jones, Sheridan Sharp, and then I have Alex Romack and Dylan Moles. Look at you. Romack and Moles. I mean, I'd love it if Dylan would make it. And I'd feel pretty damn good if Romack made it as much as I pimped that kid. <laughs> as much as I <laughs> talk about that kid heading into last year, heading into this year. Yeah, I, I had Richard on my list also, but I didn't know if Zionsville was going to be able to get two guys on there. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely definitely the thing. I just thought, you know, with what we talked about earlier, Jim, a, a coach wanting to pick a guy, you know, if they got Dowdy and, you know, Booker's a big, they're going to have, you know, they're probably going to want another big, and I would, I would think Nick Rehart would be that guy. But Yeah, and, and Roberts and Orm and Jones yeah. are big enough. I mean, Roman yeah. is good size too, isn't he? He's 6'5", right? Yeah. 6'6". 6'6". So that's kind yeah. of where I was going with that one too, and I thought he was a little bit better than Rehart. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I mean, that's, yeah, I, I think the problem, so you don't have Colvin on your list at all. Nope. He's on my after list, my next list. <laughs> so I thought I would be the only one who didn't have Miles Colvin on the all-star team. Uh, I just, I don't, I just don't see, I mean, how much, you know, we there's fair criticism with both guys. We talk about Booker, Colvin. But I mean, they're gonna—they're got to be locks. I mean, they—they're <laughs> going to Purdue and going to Michigan State. Like, they're gonna be on the team. I don't. That's, that was my only concern. I mean, it hasn't lock. always been. I mean, it hasn't always been the case. But I—I I don't. <laughs> I don't know the last time a guy was going to Purdue and didn't make the team. I'll—I'll I'll try to tell you. Hold on a second. I know it's rare, so it's not like this happens all the time. So. <laughs> that was uh, my yeah. thing. Like, yeah, like there, we definitely fair criticism with both guys. But I just don't see how well, they don't. Well, I'm, I'm also it. picking this as if I was doing it. So for sure, I could tell you last. I mean, and this I already knew the answer. I felt I already knew the answer to this, but I wanted to confirm it. I mean, unless there's a year where there's like a ton of Big Ten or high major guys, and one has to get left off. I don't. No, Josh Hart didn't make it. 2008. Who? Not only that, he was Marion County player. Marion County Player of the Year. Who? He didn't make the all-star team. Josh Hart from Beach Grove. I've never heard of him. Yeah, it wasn't even it wasn't even a tough I mean, again, I'm from, you know, I'm living in the area and I know Josh. Josh played in our played in our program. Played on our second team, the class of 2008. He got recruited super super athletic kid. And skill development came late. Um probably Way more serious about basketball his junior year. But Marion County Player of the Year. Now, that just that just encompasses the township schools. That doesn't count IPS. But And, and Walter Offert was, was really injured off and on in high school. Injuries really depleted him. Um, so Larry Stone making the all-star team from how Alex Young, who went to IUPUI, making the all-star team from how, or from Northwest, those guys wouldn't be in consideration for Marion County Player of the Year because it just encompasses the township schools. So they have that count. They used to have that county city game. Um, those dudes wouldn't be part of that equation. So Josh Hart makes it and doesn't get recruited until after the season. 
to produce. So that could be part of it. Yeah. But again, Marion County player of the year didn't make the all-star team. I that's should I could you could make a list of that that list is probably shorter. That list is probably shorter than high majors not making the all-star team. If I were to be forced to go dig dig through that. Um I'd have to go back and look and see who's who like some high major guys you know that, that went that didn't get recruited, but or that did get recruited that didn't make the all-star team, but I'm not gonna be able to do that on the fly. But yeah, that was an easy first that was an easy get for me just because it's we've I've had that discussion before. So um I mean it was between it was probably between Colvin and Dylan Moles for me on that last spot. I mean Colvin just has to well, they gotta win. They gotta beat good teams. They don't beat good teams. Oh yeah, I'm on the same page as and, yeah, I I agree. I just think there's no way he doesn't make it. And there's just times well, and that's and I guess I should have said well, you 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 make the list however you want it. There's there's no right way to make this yeah. list. I'm making it as if I was putting this team together, right? But I, you don't have to do it that way, and it it makes for good discussion because if otherwise, if we all agree, we we wouldn't be having this discussion. And you start to see Booker. There are times where you see Booker kind of mature his way through some of the things that maybe he's held him back in the past. Um, but there's still times on the floor, and it's a lot. It, there's still times on the floor where, where Book will, um, where he's just not as engaged as he needs to be. And whether by whether by design or by consequence, they have made a lot of big runs with him on the on the bench. And I don't know how it went against Chatard. Um but um you know I don't know how I don't know how it went, went against Chatard you know, last night. But um, you know, Cathedral, I mean, they hung tough with Cathedral for a half. And on paper, especially considering the size discrepancy, you'd, you'd wonder how that happened. Dominique, you got to hop off? Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Cool. Kids are having a fuss in the background? That and gotten <laughs> sick, something, someone's sick, so getting messages I got to get off. That's fine. All right, man. You have a good day, and we'll, we'll, get, we'll get back with you during the week, too. All right. All right, see man. You. We'll see you. Bye. Later. Um. So to round out my list, I, I guess I was deciding between. I mean, I've got Colvin down here, but I, the final three for me were Mullen, Rehart, and and Colvin. And I probably would go with with Mullen, just because of he does have the state title. He does have. There will be some geographical issues there. 
where it's a little easier to get get him in than it would be a second guy from Zionsville. Like you, you didn't have you didn't have Rehart. You had Romack, right? Right. Rehart's on Romack, my honorable mention list, but yeah. And my reason for Romack maybe not getting serious, you know, super serious consideration is would apply somewhat to Rehart being ge- geography, being this yeah. part of the state is represented by Orm. Right. Obviously, if you go Indianapolis Logan area Imes, as a whole, yeah. and and Imes, yeah, and if you go Indianapolis area as a whole, you got we both have Tibbs, we both have Booker, we both have Dowdy. Yeah, we already mentioned Imes. Uh, we both, you definitely have Sharp. I have Sharp and or Davis. I could see a world where they both make it, and then that really squeezes somebody out. Again, these these spots are are scarce resource so you could make a case that Sheridan Sharp deserves to make the team Jake Davis deserves to make the team and, and suddenly there's one less spot open right and maybe that's the at the expense of somebody you know of a, of a Gage Septon who I I still think that they they will a team that's been as successful as Blackhawk probably will figure out a way to squeeze one more in you know, the squeeze, you know, they'll be able to justify getting one kid in. I don't know. Sure. None of nobody from that part of the state made the junior all-star team. The closest guy to that would what be Cade Brenner? Yeah, probably. The, the junior all-star team. Is he technically closer to Fort Wayne than uh no, he's probably closer to me. No, I'm saying closer to Fort Wayne than say Burton. Oh. Uh yeah. I, I mean, mean, you look at the guys that were up north. Northwood and Penn School Districts kind of butt up to each other. Do they? So, so he's a moderately closer to the Fort Wayne area. Yeah. <laughs> was Beagle a junior all-star? No. 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 No, Mole should have been. He should have been. And, you know, I don't know that I would have had Trilly on it last year. Um, they went kind of head to head in June, and that did not. That was not a good show for Trilly. I don't think anybody banks stuff on June because they probably don't pay that much attention to it. But, but I specifically watched, and they're different players. They're not the same position, right? But, but Brandon at that point in his career did nothing outside the paint at six foot five. Nothing outside the paint. Um, other guy who who else did you have yeah so like on my next part of the list I had Rehart, Sefton uh, Colvin was on there like we talked about I had Amir Carson Austin Kripe Jalen Mullen and then uh, AJ Dantzler yeah the, the Dantzler one is that's just kind of like a next tier list was all it was yeah I think if I think if you get past if you don't get past or if you you start looking beyond what Ben Davis has done lately you know the fact that they could get two on and I think you look at the you look at what Cathedral's done and they probably they will get they should get two on and could very well get three on right Um, I, I think you look at And Dancer doesn't have – I would imagine there's a lot of people around the state 
that don't pay attention to Marion County that don't know much about Dantzler. Uh, he's definitely one of the more talented guards in that class and one of, one of the better shot makers in that class. And I, he's an unselfish kid. Um, hang on, I was going to look up something I can't remember. Talking about Dantzler, maybe forget it. Trying to figure out what what the record of a certain team is, and I can't remember what team it was now. But yeah, I don't. I think in in another world where there aren't that many, where there aren't as many good guards in the Indianapolis area, I think dancers probably right there. You know, and Southport's probably got you know a few more wins. Not that they're they're having. I mean, they're having a good year. They're eleven and five. Um. But, you know, last year they were 14 and 12. And none of their losses would you have thought on paper was a bad loss. Maybe the Paramaridian game last year. Uh, but I don't know that he was – if he was healthy for that game last year. That was the first game of the year. And he's yeah, been robbed by – he's been robbed by injuries time. too. Yeah, Do I? Yeah. I, yeah, I was going to say, I thought he missed some time last year too. Yeah, he he's missed a lot of time. He's missed a, a good amount of time. And – and it's all instance related. It's it's not like he's out there taking games off. So right, right. Um, yeah, I think if forced to pick my of my final three, I'd have Mullen. I, I and I agree with Dominique that logic would dictate that Colvin makes the team. I just that's not how I went through the exercise in my mind. Right, and and that's what I was thinking too. And I what kept him off. It was like it was iffy because of that. And, and for the record, so here's Kyler's all-star team. We named the top eight, or his eight. He also had Colvin. How many did he have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So he had thirteen. All right, good. So he he had the same eight we did. He had Colvin. He had Mullen. He had Williamson. He had Carson, and then he had Luke Almadover from Noblesville. So those were his ex other five. Um, I kind of view Almodover the same way that I view Romac. It's going to be a tough sell, right? I think in a room, I th I think in a in a room where you compare those guys, you compare people to you compare resumes. I think Rehart's recruiting. His view overall gives him advantage, but I, I could be wrong. I mean, I think West, you know, Zionsville's their win loss record is not great. Again, none of their losses individually are bad losses, uh, but you know those those are games you're going to have to win to win in March too. Sure. Uh, so you had Carson. Kyler had Carson. Dominique did not. I did not. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just I don't. Uh, he Carson wasn't on my final list. He was on my. Oh, final, he was on your like yeah my your uh, your next love yeah your next yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would go with Mullen over even Rehart. I think Dominique's point about size is is warranted too. Because you know, we named the two true centers. Although Booker Booker can, is certainly more versatile offensively, sure. But you've also got size in Jones, Orman, Roberts. 
you know, in a lot of years, those are the size, you know, a lot of these yeah. Yeah, two, sure. six, eight kids are considered centers. In this case, they're not. So, all right, well, there we go. Uh, let's do um, best game, best, best team performance, best player performance. Let's we're getting, we're recording at noon here on Sunday right now. So it's, we're getting, we're bleeding into the IU game. So let's roll through these pretty quickly. Who is your best, your best team of the week? Best team or your best game, game, best game. Best okay. Game. Best, best game. I went to two games this week. I went to the Penn Marion game Friday night, went to the Bi-County championship, John Glenn versus LaVille last night. I'm going to say that's my, my best game. Uh, Lancers were down by nine with about two minutes to go. Came back one by two. Uh, they showed some good fight, good defense, and that to to get Glenn to turn the ball over, and they made some big shots down towards the end of the stretch. There's the stretch run there, and pulled out the championship. Boys and girls then for Laville both won the by county championship. So best game yeah. would have been John Glenn Laville just because because that Marion Penn game kind of turned out to be. I don't. I, I never. There was never really a time when I thought Marion was gonna was gonna come back and win that one. Yeah. Well, and Penn's. Yeah, Penn's just really pouring it on. They're yeah. just good. They're they're really good. Um, I hope Carmel gets to semi state and gets to play them. That'd be good. I mean, I that's I want that matchup. Yeah. From a fan perspective, from a Carmel fan perspective. That's who I because I I want them to beat. I want them to play the the unequivocally the best team out of the north. I don't want there to be any upsets. I know I know that they're not so great that they can't be beaten. You know that right. you know somebody oh, yeah. can't come through and clip them. Uh, but because I don't think there's any teams like that this year short of Ben Davis. I'm not even sure that Ben Davis is is that like I you know my history with this is especially being central Indiana guy. I mean, I, I saw what those Lawrence North teams were like, those were the, Ben Davis. Isn't that I'm not even sure Ben Davis, this Ben Davis team is as good as the team that won state a few years ago. And, you know, that's, that was an outstanding group. And the, I mean, this group's talented, but it's, um, I wouldn't say it's their most talented team they've had since Carlisle's been there. But they they do play well together and they and they might be deeper. I don't know. I, I can't I gotta go back and look at that 2018 team and <laughs> see how deep they were. Um my best game of the week was was last night. Carmel or Carmel versus um Brownsburg. And you know what what I liked about it was I like that there were stretches where where Cannon Catchings took over. Um, I mean, I liked <laughs> certainly I liked it because Carmel won, but but I mean, I liked it when there were stretches when when Catchings took over. I the 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 best the big players made all had good games. Let's put it that way. Orm did not have probably his highest scoring game, but he had to guard Catchings, and he made things difficult for Catchings. Uh, the the first half catchings was able to get to wherever he wanted to go. Um, in the second half, he wasn't. And Orm did a fantastic job of making everything contested. But what I liked about catchings 
I, I didn't see a lot of great games this week, so this is probably one reason why I'm picking this game. <laughs> so I might be talking more about players than than the actual game. But what I liked about Catchings was he was, he was willing to go take the big shot. Uh, some of them, though, however, he did not get separation to get those shots. And a lot of that is because of Orm. Orm did a great job of keeping him in front and contesting everything. And, and Orm is every bit as long as Catchings. Both those guys are super long. It was a good matchup. And it was, from Carmel's perspective, it was, it was kind of tricky because Orm's not used to guarding that guy. Uh, so him picking up fouls was going to be, okay, what happens if he does pick up fouls? I think the first thing would have been they would have moved him off of catchings. But but there have been some games this year where he's had to sit because of foul trouble. Not some, a couple. Um, Diallo played well for Brownsburg, and Carmel was so balanced. You know, at, at halftime, they had three guys with eight and two guys with seven. That was their whole scoring. Um. Brownsburg, three guys scored for them the whole game until the very end when Coach Lynch's son hit a three. They only had three guys score up to that point. Uh, Carmel didn't have a lot more guys score, but but their balance was just much better, and that's part of what they're going to be going forward is they get healthy, and they're, they're starting to get healthy. It was good seeing Bonds playing and looking like he was completely healthy. And then he, I think he bumped his knee late in the game. So we'll see what happened there. But who was your best team? Best team performance? Best team. I'm <clears throat> stay, staying with Penn, though. Penn just rolled this week. They beat Northridge. They beat Marion. They beat Carroll last night. Um, just I was a little worried about the zone against Marion on Friday night. But obviously Burton wasn't worried. He tore that up. And You don't think they have enough shooting for that? Man, I I did. I, I was I was wondering who was going to get hot for him though, and it was it ended up being Joe Smith. He knocked down some big shots. Marcus actually obviously hit his shots too from outside. Uh, but they just Marion doesn't have the firepower they they had, you, they had last year. They're missing those guys now, and they're still super tough. Still tough defense. Still Deglin Sullivan. Still Jackson Price. But but Marion. Just couldn't hang up with hang with Penn's scoring. Uh Durda and and, and Gatetti, I think, combined for four points. <laughs> but yeah. but they're just they're just rim protectors too. And you get in there and you're gonna shoot over those long guys and it makes it so tough for for the guards for Marion to get in there and do anything. And it, really any team. Uh you talk about uh sharp playing with with Dowdy, I mean, can you imagine what Burden playing with a with a big like Dowdy? How would that look? I mean, that could be crazy. Yeah, Maybe. that was the the one thing that that uh, Burton proved at the Hall of Fame game was that he can he can get past the first layer of defense. Oh, um, just yes. about on anybody. Super and not everybody has Dowdy quick. back there. Yeah, not everybody has Dowdy back there wiping up. Right. I would say mistakes, but it's not a mistake. I mean, it's just Burton's that good. Yep. He's that quick and he's that yep. impactful with the ball. But my team of the week probably surprised Evansville Memorial team performance wise. They came out, they played Lafayette or Lafayette Harrison. They played Evansville Harrison, <laughs> whom they hadn't beaten at Harrison since 2005, I think was the stat. So it was at Harrison. Uh, I mean, I, I assume all these Evansville games are big rival games. 
I mean, I, I assume that. And it was a tremendous crowd. The gym was packed, which was nice. Uh, and it was um, basically Evans Memorial came in. I mean, a little bit of an underdog, I think. Just there's still some big school, little school thing that goes on there because some of those teams, other than Bossy, you know, you'll you'll see somebody jump up. You know, Memorial's going to be a threat at three A. There's there's no question about it. They're going to be a threat. And you know, I'm sure there's times where Harrison probably thinks they're still a three A team. And the the way that the the Harrison or the way the Memorial crowd makes it sound is. It's been a struggle beating Harrison over the years, especially at Harrison, as as noted. But but uh, Tucker Tornada, Luke Elsperman were both very instrumental. Leo, uh, Leo Collins, who's a six foot four inch senior, Tornado's a six seven junior. Elsperman's a, a six foot sophomore. Those three guys were really really good early on, and Harrison did a basically one of no help on Luke Elsperman, the sophomore guard. He's had a 38-point game this year, and he is a, an excellent shooter, and they made every catch they could tough, and he scored a couple. He scored off back cuts. He took advantage. He he got the shots he needed to get against what Harrison was doing to him, and his brother, who's their point guard, their starting point guard, found him as much as he could. But other guys picked up the slack. Leo Collins was was a big part of it, started the game. He's a strong kid. Uh, Tucker Tornado is a is a highly regarded junior big man who um, is going to be one of the state's leading rebounders. He's going to score big this year. He was one of the better rebounders in the state last year as a sophomore. He hit an early three. He's actually good out there off the catch. He's a good passer. He's sometimes he gets a little loose when he handles the ball in traffic. So that that that, that should probably tighten up. But that's pretty common. But then Luke Lawrence, another Luke, came off the bench. And he, like Elsperman, both got varsity minutes last year as a freshman. Elsperman got more. But Lawrence came off the bench and immediately hit three threes and completely turned that game around. And he pulled Memorial out for a lead that they never they never relinquished. They got it up to his highest 20. It was cut down to as low as seven. But then Lawrence got going again, and it went right to 18 in a hurry. So, I mean, Luke Tornada and Collins, especially Leo Collins, were, were key to get their lead. Uh, you know, and then Lawrence, along with Tornado, continued to play well. Lawrence was a big factor in getting those guys to stretch out their lead. And then late, Elsperman making plays, getting fouled, hitting free throws. All in all, they were they were impressive. They, they, they probably guarded as well as they've guarded all year. Harrison doesn't have a lot of shot makers but they're but Shane Sims is their leading scorer and uh, Terry Hooks is also a good offensive threat for them uh, and I know they've had some guys that typically hit shots that didn't and I think that's just because Memorial's defense um although Harrison does have a nice big man Malachi McNair 66 junior to go along with uh, their backcourt Hooks, who is a he is a senior, and then Sims is a sophomore. So, but yeah, Harrison was was my team performance of the week. Who was your best player performance? Uh, best player performance. I'm going to go back to the Laville John Glenn game and say Collins Arnecki, sophomore from Laville. Uh, he's probably six five, super long, little 
little quicker than you think he could be. Uh, shoots it really well. Loves getting in games like this where he can just take over, be a little nasty. And uh, his personality is kind of opening up a little bit too. I know him. I've known him for a while, and he's kind of a quiet, good kid in the classroom and everything like that. But on the court, he he's not afraid to break you down and cross you over and pull up on you. Just Colin had a really good game last night, had 18, uh, helped the Lancers win that by county tournament, and, and he had it all on display last night too. Sophomore. In mine, I'm going back down. You know what? I'm probably I, – I think Luke Lawrence would deserve this <laughs> from a uh, – just the way he played and the way – and I, you know what? Let's do that. Let's let's stick with uh, – it's, it's either Lawrence or Orm. Lawrence or Orm. Lawrence for the way that he just was on fire the whole game. He hit six threes against Harrison. And then Orm for the way he really tightened up defensively on catchings and made that second half really tough for him. And, you know, Orm had to wear a lot of hats against Brown or against Brownsburg. And so I, I think I'm just going to stick with Sam. I don't know <laughs> that I've picked the Carmel kid yet for, for player performance of the week and catchings did end up with 19. So he did get his average, uh, but a lot of it was, most of it was in the first half. And in the second half, he really came out and, and clamped down on him and, and I don't know that – I mean, Carmel did a better job of helping when when Ketchings got to the paint because um, he's got this nice little deal where he can get separation with his shoulder, and it's not a charge. It's just him him lowering and, and being strong enough to, you know, to displace you as a defender. I think if a defender is completely set, he probably gets that charge, but that wasn't necessarily Orm in this instance. Uh, but but Sam was really good at at protecting the basket. He was good at guarding at guarding catchings. He had to wear a lot of hats on the defensive end of the floor against Brownsburg, and he was he was effective in all regards. So let's just stick with Sam. We'll, we'll give it right there. So, uh, locks of the week, locks of the week. Who? What are your locks? Locks. Uh... We got Kyler's locks here. Here's Kyler's locks. All right, all right. Bloomington South over Silver Creek. Tippecanoe Valley over South Bend Riley. Oh, he's throwing shade at your guy at our guy AD. Jeez, well, Jeez. He, he is down. Uh, Schindler's out, and so is Barbera. So, so those are two of his better players. Yeah, but still going up and beating the city school. Yeah. Tippy's pretty good. Yeah, they are. I need to get up there and see them play. I saw them last year and liked them. Yeah. Loose has probably upped it a little bit, but all right, your locks. Locks. I'm going Prairie Hot Prairie Heights over Fremont. And then I'm gonna say Washington over Crown Point Saturday. South and Washington over Crown Point. If you don't have a Friday game, the Tippy Tippy plays at Manchester Friday. That'd be a good one for you. Yeah, that's, I think that's gonna happen. I haven't looked that far ahead yet, but I think that's gonna happen. 
Uh, one of my locks is going to be – I want to make sure where it's at. University over Chittard. University's in Carmel, so does that count? I don't know. No, it's not a Carmel. Not a Carmel. Um, and then I guess I'm trying to maybe pick games I'm going to. Oh, Friday night's Ben Davis at Carmel, so I probably won't be at Manchester. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <clears throat> oh. Gosh, Ben Davis at Carmel the same night as Zionsville at Brownsburg. Jeez, what are they doing to you guys? I don't know. I'm not giving anybody any Bolton board material. I'm going to go Zionsville over Brownsburg. Yeah, Ben Davis at Carmel. I think I'm going to go to that game. So you'd say Manchester plays? Tippy's at Manchester on Friday. Tippy Valley's at Manchester. Yeah, it's a big conference game. We need to get that bad boy snowed out and postponed. <laughs> I'm going to text loose and see if we can't get some sort of weather anomaly. I mean, if it's always 72 and sunny in Carmel, why can't Joe help me out with some weather? Yeah. Some good game Friday night. Jeez. For Buff Chittard, uh, Connorsville comes up to Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon's playing well with those young guys. All right, where are you going this week? We'll we'll do our reads. I'll do the reads All post right. post script. All right, I'm going to that that Prairie Heights Fremont game. I want to see Malone and Bachelor for Prairie Heights? <clears throat> um, I think Fremont's got somebody too. And then Saturday, I think there's a couple games I could probably get to because of timing. Uh, I want to maybe get over to Andrean against Marquette Catholic, kind of a rivalry game-ish. And then I think I'll just come back home for Crown Point at Washington Saturday night. Yeah. I already mentioned Carmel. Ben Davis on Friday. That's a no-brainer. Probably will go to the University Chittard game. That that'll be that'll be a fun game. Get a chance to see Sabian Kane play. Although Lawrence North, oh yeah. I'm just gonna make <laughs> Lawrence North plays at New Pal. I was gonna make maybe New Pal over LN a lock, but I went with University over Chittard instead. Yeah, Lawrence North at New Pal, that'll be a good game. That's Wednesday night. Wednesday night there's that and University at Chittard. Yeah, I don't know what the – there's some good games this week. Oak Hill at LaPel, Pike at Zionsville Saturday. Oof, Saturday night you got Valpo at Munster. Ugh, that could get ugly. <laughs> I think so. Who who On what side? You think Munster just throttles them or something? I think it could happen. Really? Valpo's on the struggle bus. Valpo lost to Warsaw. Valpo's 8-9. Told you. Somebody hurt? No. Man. Surprising. They don't I mean they don't have a lot of weapons. No. It's those two dudes. It's Jones and Jones and uh Smiley. Smiley. And he's not that guy yet where he's just gonna no. carry a team. No. 
could be there. Could be eventually, but who is um who's better as a sophomore, him or um Parrish at Chesterton? Oh man, I feel like Parrish is tough. I haven't seen them this year. I need to. I gotta get Chesterton on my schedule, but I don't know. I just I feel like Parrish is a little more of a dog right now than, than Smiley was as a as is as a sophomore. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, man. I think that's about it. Good talk. We'll uh we'll get everybody on board next week. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know. We've got to look at IU scheduling and uh, uh playing around those Sunday games. Yeah, not bad. All right. Thank good talk. Good talk, Zach. Yep, yep. yep.